0: Hello, welcome to Legally Bilingual. This is Sasha and with me is Dara. (laughs) We are a little bit late this week because law school and then we have some technological problems with our last recording. So we're doing it again. Um, So on this episode, we want to talk about three steps uh, to go to law school and then we'll talk a little bit more of each of those. Um, But the three uh, general steps are to complete a bachelor's degree, uh, take the LSAT or LSAT, and apply for law school.
1: And before we just keep going, you know, of course, we're talking about our personal experiences. We're not experts in any of these fields. We're not mentors. We're not tutors.
0: (laughs) So do your research. (laughs) Yeah, definitely uh, do your research. And, you know, it's different for each person, but these are like the general review of how to apply to law school. All right, so first, um, it could be any bachelor's degree program from any accredited university or college. Um, some people that know that they want to go to law school normally pursue a bachelor's in political science, but it can be any bachelor's.
1: Right, I mean, we definitely had have, have different bachelors and mm-hmm. we're still here together. So, yeah. you know, you can... First of all, you can have fun with it and just go the way, what you like. Or you can find areas that you think will help you in
0: law school. And um, like, well, in my case, I didn't know, while I was completing my bachelor's, I did not know I wanted to go to law school yet. (laughs) So um, my bachelor's is in communications. Um, And, you know, if you want to study law school and you don't know that, Until after you graduate, there's no problem as long as you have a bachelor's degree, um, you can apply.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I also didn't know, and I studied marketing, which had nothing to do with law school, (laughs) and decided later. So it's it's really up to you what you major in or when you decide that you want to go to law school. All right, and
0: like the second step would be to take the LSAT or LSAT, people call it both. (laughs) Um, This test is uh, the law school admission test, and it is uh, given by the uh, LSAC, which is Law School Admission Council. Um, They have certain fees and waivers, but they are the ones who control the tests and uh, admissions to most law schools. You have to pay for different reports depending on how many law schools you apply to, and uh, the website is LSAC.org.
1: Right. I feel like that's one of those things you don't fully realize that not only are you paying for each application to the school, but you're also paying for the report that LSAT is sending to that school, and that's including your LSAT results. So you're paying for the LSAT test, the reports, and the applications, and they do have waivers. So if you think you might be eligible, please go ahead and
0: apply. Yeah, and we are thinking about doing another episode just about the LSAT. Um, but in general, the LSAT uh, scores go from 120 to 180. Um, and of course, this depends on the law school you want to go to. Some law schools have like uh, with the report, the 509, um, some, some of them have like a percentile of like a, and an average that you need to score to uh, be admitted to that law school. So depending on your uh, goals and where you want to go to law school, uh, yeah, the (laughs) the LSAT score is important.
1: Yes, I mean, and you can definitely do that both ways. You know, you can either get prepared for the LSAT, take it, and then depending on your result, look for schools or look at the schools you want to go to and then see what their averages are and then prepare for the test to get a good score for that school. All right, so the third step that we've identified is to pick out your law schools and apply. That's when, you know, now your GPA and your LSAT s- scores are being combined. I will say, at least for me, you know, you know, if you're someone like us who didn't decide about law school later, and maybe you don't have the 4.0 from undergrad, definitely then the LSAT can become a priority and you can kind of play those numbers games as to, like, aiming for a higher LSAT depending on your GPA or aiming for an average LSAT if you do have that 4.0 or things like that. And like we mentioned, that's something you do want to look at your schools for. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember reading um about that that if, if some people, you know, have a don't really have a high GPA from undergrad, well then those people have to try to score a little bit higher on the LSAT because, um of course, they're going to look at both. And if one of them is a little bit lower than average, then you want to be average or above average on the LSAT score. Right.
1: You kind of might need to make up for one in the other. <laughs> With that, you, you know, you mentioned, Sasha mentioned earlier the 509 reports. what I think those are very helpful to see both the GPA and the LSAT averages for the schools. What I did was literally, for example, I would look at I would Google Elon Law 509 report, or Mm -hmm. just Elon Law 509. And then you can see that document. And every law school has to have that. Mm -hmm.
0: They also um, ask for a personal statement in the application process. Some ask for two, then some have an optional one. So it depends on uh, where you want to go and if you want to do the optional one. But they always have a prompt question that you answer with an essay. Um, sometimes it is important uh, to really write a good personal statement when your LSAT score or your GPA are not good because uh, some law schools really look at that personal statement. And if you have any uh, background or something, an event that happened in your life or any experience that you think will be helpful to explain on your personal statement, it's important to add it there.
1: I will say, and I completely forgot about this until just now, but some law schools give you the opportunity to do a diversity statement. So, I mean, in my case, I just I chose to speak about my life experiences in my personal statement, so I didn't really do a separate one in my as a diversity statement. But if you're a minority student like us, or if you have different experiences you want to talk about, you can definitely talk. Talk about some things in your personal statement and then focus on your diversity
0: statement separately. Yeah. And even if you're, um, if you're not a minority or you know you're not considered uh, a diverse student, if you're non-traditional, mm-hmm. you can also do an optional statement and explain uh, many how you are different from traditional students too. Absolutely. That's like an overall of the main steps you need to go to law school. Um, Students that are not from the U.S. or Canada go through another process because um, the law school admission council needs to evaluate their um, transcripts from whichever university they're coming from. But um, if you are a foreign student, then you should... uh, do your research and and go to the website and you'll have your information there.
1: Right, absolutely. And if you have specific questions about any of these, we did talk about maybe um, doing a separate one on the LSAT. We're not sure if you guys want to hear that, so definitely let us know if you have any specific questions and we can talk more about
0: those. Yeah, the test is definitely. I, I think we can go more in depth and talking and you know talking about how many times a year they mm. give the tests and like your options and the fees the waivers there's a lot of information that we can give out if you guys want to absolutely
1: i will recommend really quick the podcast called Thinking lstat they really helped me with preparing for the LSAT and understanding the admissions process
0: so highly recommend all right so that's about it this is a general overview of the steps to go to law school and i it's a shorter episode but i guess it's very informative um we had a very busy week and we have two weeks left of sc- law school this trimester and then prepare for finals but we'll definitely keep recording for you
1: <laughs> no, absolutely we'll hopefully tell you all about our finals and what comes up in the next few weeks mm-hmm. so yeah thank you so much for listening we can officially thank sing. you we're on instagram Yeah, we're legally bilingual on Instagram. If you want Mm -hmm. to try to follow us there and then you can ask us questions or anything you want us to talk about.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.